You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And as always, we've got a great show lined up. We've got Mr. Steve Ronaldo at the round table, Mr. Jim Weber sitting next to him. He's the one with the fashionable glare. And I'm hidden behind the microphone with no camera on me because last time it broke. So we just don't we don't show my ugly face. Oh, that's Steve's red sweater. Yeah, yeah. Steve's you guys both have. You, I didn't get the you memo. You didn't get the memo. No, no. Didn't get the memo. Oh, well, no. Uh, that secretary, she just you just can't trust her. Yeah. She's uh, always what under can the I desk. Tell you? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow. Hey, a- after, remember Bill Warner last week, and we were talking about Amelia and the Cuban cars and things like that, and he said that uh, he had a surprise, but he couldn't tell us? Well, Amelia Island. Well, he did tell us he was going, he and his wife were going to England. Yeah, and that kind of tipped it off a little bit. Amelia won the prestigious International Historic Motoring Award for the top concours in the world. Now, was this this is not the first time though. It is for for Amelia for no. this, isn't it for no. for I the mean, world? In, in the article that you sent me, it's Oh, that's that's right. You're right. Yeah. It yeah. was uh, I don't know, and that's yeah, why I'm asking was it second, third? I I'd have to read the article again, but you're yeah, you're right. I think it was the second. But Bill program at Amelia surpassed Villa d'Asta, which is the big one on Lake Como in Italy, and one in Denmark, and of course one in England. So And Monterey, know, obviously. Yeah, and so Bill gets the attaboy of the day. Yeah, well that's yeah. that's pretty cool. And, yeah. and uh, you know, again I, I I want to mention the fact the people involved in this hobby, business, whatever you want to call it, between museums and collectors and so forth, like last week. And that couldn't have been a better interview, more fun, more just yeah. relax, just chat with such a nice person. And my hat's off, of, if I wore one, to uh, to Bill. And I'm looking... Well, you know, this is, this is what's funny. I'm already looking forward to... We're going to have Bill back on shortly about Amelia. And... Yeah. Uh, I'm already looking forward to it. Well, I'll be there so next nice. year. Pardon? I'm going next going? year. Yeah. 2017. Yeah, yeah. A good friend of mine has a, a friend of his actually has a four bedroom condo right next to the enough room for Jim and me. Uh, right next to one of the big auctions, so you can right next door, so you can well, walk right over to the auction. And is it's it big fif- enough for a Jim fi- and me to no. Go Fifty dollars a night. <laughs> I think I think we just got uh, sort of. No, it's down. fifty dollars a night is oh. what I'm going to pay, <laughs> plus yeah. free admission. Ah, wow! Because he's you. a he's a a, a a platinum member of this auction. Speaking of um, concourse, I was at Hilton Head as part of the tour, and if you haven't heard, it's all over the internet. You might want to to take a look. Uh, there was a 38 custom-built Packard uh, that was there, and the unique feature about this Packard 
was that they had a thing in, and I'm sorry I've got a cold so I don't sound right, but the chauffeur had a lever that he could pull and the top went up six inches so that the whoever ordered this car um, could get in without taking his top hat off. Aww. Well, anyway, they the the judging team came around, and I have several friends on the judging team uh, down there, and and they were they were talking to this guy, and he had to start the engine up and beep the horn and check the lights and do all of the things. the The guy got distracted. Uh, and when the judging team left and walked away, he didn't put it back into gear or set the parking brake, and it rolled down the hill into a lake on the golf course. You're kidding. Wait a minute. And it it was a fresh restoration. It was done last year. So anyway, we had a a guy on our tour who who, uh, uh, is a restorer, mostly of brass era cars, uh, he estimated just off the top of his head without looking the damage at 200000 to bring the car back. Uh, after spending just three, four hours in the lake, they had to bring a diver in to hook up the stuff. All you can see, you can find it on the Internet, is, is, is uh, the top sticking up. Uh, and what happens to the judge? Nothing. I mean, the, he was just dis- the the owner was distracted. He just didn't do what he was supposed to do. Okay, so it was the owner's fault, not yeah. Of course, he just didn't put it back in gear, set the parking brake, and it rolled. Well, if he owns it, I guess he's got the money to. Pay the story on this guy, and I'm not going to mention his name, uh, is that he has over sixty classic Packards in a collection. <laughs> So but you can go on the internet and find you can find cars. pictures of of yeah. the car sitting uh, at, at Hilton Head Concours. Uh, it, it's really a shame, but there's a little funny side to this too. Our our uh, reliability tour cars <coughs> were at the other end uh, of the show field, so we really didn't even see this happen. One of, several of our guys did because they were they had cars in the concourse. We were just a display. Um, the guy came down and says, did you hear about the $750,000 Packard that went into the lake? And he said, no. So he told the story. We got to the hotel, and we were sitting, you know, after we checked into the hotel in Savannah that night, we were, people were hanging around the lobby and just talking, having coffee and BSing. And he said, did you hear about the million-dollar Packard that went into the lake? <laughs> and then in the morning at breakfast. A million and a half. No, two. Two million. Yeah, it was a, did you hear about the $2 million Packard that went into the lake? So I figure, yeah, I figure about Friday of last week it was probably 10 is is just my guess. I mean, it's a sad thing to happen. But they said the guy was very understanding. and and The owner probably patted his friend on the back and said, wow, hell. And he he asked his wife, I'm sure, do you have the phone number for Rabinowitz, Rabinowitz and Goldstein? Let me ask. Let me ask this though: Would he, because he was he made the mistake? Would his insurance company? Haggerty was there, and he had his insurance with Haggerty, and Hag the 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 uh, uh, Haggerty said, I, "We're um, we're pretty." The story I heard was that it, they're pretty sure it's covered, and they're going to pay him two million. They're going to pay, yeah. Well, I, I think it's up to ten, maybe twelve. Now it's a week ago. So anyway, that was interesting, and then we left and went to Savannah, and uh, let's see how much time he's going to call. But anyway. 
there was a guy whose name is Jepson, and uh, he's very, very connected. Uh, and he got us a tour of the Savannah Port. You had to ride in a bus. You had to have security with you. Nobody gets into Savannah Port. It's not oh, number one. It's unsafe. They do. It's the fourth busiest port in the United States. They, they, we had one of the guys that worked there on a, uh, as a, a spokesman or whatever. They do approximately eleven thousand seven hundred containers a week. That, that, that's all due to the fact that they um, dug it out recently. No, no, they haven't. Even, they've started. They oh, haven't they dug it out oh, yet. It's forty six feet now. They're digging it out to. 50 or 49 or something for the new larger ones uh, but it was amazing you had to have a, the security in front of you behind you because there's so many trucks just rolling through there constantly and and these big containers and these ships it was you know this guy was so good and everybody nobody said a thing they just said you got to be kidding me watching this stuff and and they were talking about the transports and they do cars of course uh, uh, he said the break-even point uh, rail versus uh, cars right now is close to 500 miles as uh, the United States gets more and more into to, uh, uh, train stuff and fixing the train infrastructure and doing all of this. Uh, trains will definitely overtake trucks as far as these uh, uh, big containers moving, uh, and it will get shorter and shorter and shorter so that, that uh, uh, you'll see more and more train transport. Well, I th- I, I, but I, you won't get away from our sponsor, Passport Transport. No, that has nothing to do with that. that no, no, that has nothing to do with that. This is just overseas. Yeah, yeah. And what I thought was interesting, the guy also said they, it's 5248 on an average, uh, 52 ex, uh, import, 48 export. Everybody thinks that we're, you know, we're constantly getting all of this stuff. Uh, we aren't sending anything out, but he said we send out, like I said, it's about 48% hmm. export. We, I mean, it was just an amazing thing to see. We spent a couple hours on this bus, uh, two, three buses full. We had about 150 people. Uh, on the uh, uh, on this and uh, it, on this tour, and it was pretty amazing. And then we went to Mr. Jepson. Also hosted a a morning stop at his uh, plantation, five thousand acres. <laughs> and you should see this guy's car collection. Bigger <laughs> than Jim's? Uh, the, I mean, this this stuff. There, there's there were. Um, few big brass era cars but he had a, a, a car that that JP Morgan ordered custom built everything right, let me I'm just curious so how far inland is he from is his collection from from that it's in South Carolina which is not that far okay so does he do anything particular in his storage facility garage whatever he's got? Uh, to avoid the the salt water, that the oh, he's, he's inland. He's in where, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. But it's still in the air. I don't know. I'm sure they're all climate controlled. But this guy had some. Just you walk through there and you just go. Well, you got to be kidding me! But this J.P. Morgan car was just awesome. What, what, now, does he exercise what, them? 
Huh? Does he drive them? Yes, he has a he has a, a crew that maintains. I count. I my guess is somewhere around thirty of these big classics. Uh, uh, you know, Duesenbergs, Bugattis, Isada, Francini, uh, giant stuff. What was the J.P. Morgan car? It was custom built. It used a a, a Continental engine. The whole thing was custom built, and 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 it looks sort of somewhere something like a Rolls Royce, and where you'd have the RR on the radiator. It had JPM, <laughs> uh, and you know stuff like this. You you you, yeah. you just don't it. It just never comes out. He he was the guy that that bought the fatty Arbuckle car. Yeah, the Pierce. Yeah, and one of the guys was there that maintains and works on this guy's cars. Uh, asked him. He said, "Well, I said, do you have any idea what this was?" What any of this? He said the only one I know because I was with when he bought it, and he said I'm not going to tell you the total amount, but it was well over a million dollars for the Arbuckle Pierce. Mm-hmm. That was here at a, in yeah the purple Concord one here yeah yeah and at one Boca yeah it's it's one, it's, two, it's, two it's main concourse. Yeah. It, it, it's an it, it, it was amazing and he's just the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. He and his wife are just wow really nice and and. Uh, uh, so I I don't know what what he does or anything, but I do have a couple other stories about the tour, and one you'll get a big everybody will get you'll get a big kick out of. I'm, anyway. I'm ready. Yeah, well we got well our, we we got to take a break, and then uh, when we come back from the break, we've got a special guest on, uh, Mr. Kyle Hayes. Uh, young Mr. Hayes is from Alfred State University, and we're going to be talking about the great race and uh, other things about Alfred State. Quite frankly, Alfred, I didn't, uh, you know, Alfred Hitchcock's the only Alfred I knew, but uh, uh, anyway. Ask him if he's got any snow on the ground. If he's, well, he's probably, you can ask him when we get back. (laughs) You're listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We'll be back right after this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com 
with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show on America's <coughs> Web Radio, and we've got Kyle Hayes on the line with us today and we're going to be talking to Kyle about the great race Alfred State University uh, we're going to talk about Kyle Hayes, he didn't know that we, we talked to his uh, mother and father and we've got all sorts of information do you really want that for Christmas Kyle? No, ah, you know I mean it, it would be a pretty fun Christmas idea you know <laughs> uh, no we appreciate you calling in and uh, first off I now Steve is from Steve is a Yankee amongst us Southerners, and he knew all about Alfred State. But uh, tell us a little bit something about Alfred State and uh, how you decided to go there. And and I think Steve was telling me this morning you all have just uh, started the restoration within the past yeah, few, few years. years yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so I've been going to Alfred State for three years now. Um, this is my third year. Um, I graduated. Uh, with my automotive degree in a two-year period, and I'm currently going for my motorsports degree, which is a third-year option of our school. Um, really, our school is in western New York. It's about an hour and a half south of Buffalo and about an hour and a half south of Rochester. If you make a V with them, it's about right in the middle. Um, the thing that really drew me to come to Alfred State was uh, the teachers, the hands-on experience, just the overall everything about the school just drew me to them more than other schools um with our school we're a lot more hands-on uh we do about five to six hours of lab a day and only about an hour and a half of lecture a day rather than most schools which do uh the majority of lecture and then like an hour and a half lab um the nice thing about alfred state as well is you don't have to take like the basic math english science courses so you can focus on your actual degree of automotive or whichever whichever degree you're going for at the time now is this a uh, an associate's degree or um it is a two years uh two-year degree yep um and like i said the school does have the option uh, uh with some trades um, that you can take a third-year option and get a whole other two-year degree and just a one-year option, which is pretty nice. Now, now, do you all have internships as well while you're going through school? Um, there's a few programs that do offer the internships. Um, right now in motorsports, we have a uh, race team called Sheer Threat. They are a, uh, a drag race team with a 4,000-horsepower drag car, and two of our students are currently interning for this gentleman. Um, on weekends when he when he does racing. Wow. So, uh, Jim Weber had a question. Are you all expecting snow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually supposed to be getting some snow here uh, probably tomorrow, I believe it's supposed to hit us, uh, upwards of 20 inches, but we will uh, see what happens. Yeah. Oh, well, gosh. <laughs> that, my, my daughter was walking around Syracuse in shorts yesterday. So, yep, I was doing the same thing here in Buffalo. Wow. Kyle, let me ask, and and this was a question, you know, that I just thought of. We Since we started this program, uh, Steve Ronaldo, and, and he's uh, he's coming up with a question in a minute, but I have the, the question, that since we started the show, we've, we've sort of come into a focus, and that's uh, trying to get young folks like yourself, uh, even, even much younger than you, interested and involved in the classic car hobby business whatever 
how do, do you feel like you're you're a, a dinosaur or the other other folks that are involved in it or something out of the ordinary or do you feel like kids are coming back towards uh, interest in cars um i mean it, it's it's hit or miss um when you do go to events like these uh you certainly don't see as many young people uh as you know you'd like to and everything but um with all the exposure and all the events that are happening on nowadays with the antique vehicles i really think it's going to draw a much bigger crowd of all ages and everything um i know with at least like our our 53 power wagon that we took uh both years that we went kids absolutely love that they've called it tomater they've uh they absolutely love the wrecker and i i think uh some of these kids uh with their family members their grandpas they've owned you know antique cars i think they they really get into these vehicles from their families and everything like that were, were your parents interested in or your father interested in uh, classic cars um not so much i mean my dad always regrets getting rid of his 74 old cutlass that he used to own but uh you know it's not a super hands-on family so the first real hands-on stuff i did with automobiles was when i first started alfred a couple years ago what drew you what drew you to uh wanting to to be involved with cars um a lot of my friends and uh friends families were always into vehicles i would always go to car shows with uh like friends and their dads and everything um a lot of my friends started working on their own vehicles when we became of age and everything and it just it took off I, i loved helping my buddies do you know simple brake jobs to taking out motors and vehicles and that sort of just drew me into the path that i i really love working on those do you ever get involved in circle track racing because that's big in western new york um i personally have not but i know yeah there's a there's a lot of people who uh and like oswego they have yeah. a big track yeah. Oh, yeah. yes how about uh, do you go to the hot rod nationals at syracuse in the summer um, I have not gone to them, but I know um, I know a couple of students from our motorsports program were planning on going this yeah. year and everything. How about Watkins Glen, famous race? Um, actually, yes, we um, just recently went to Watkins Glen. Um, it was one of the last uh, open SCCA races that they had at Watkins Glen. Um, we went on a Saturday with our teacher uh, Chris Minko and uh, our teacher Rich DePew. They are very great teachers. Um, Chris is teaching uh, you guys? Uh, yes, Chris is. He's there on Mondays and Wednesdays. He wow. is teaching um, the intro to motorsports and suspension class and everything. Um, and then Mr. DePew is our other teacher who is teaching the lab for all of that. Chris is an incredible technician. In fact, he was the SVRA Mechanic of the Year last year. Yep, he is a very, very renowned GM technician and yeah. uh, very well known with Alpha. So you well. got good guys, and this is Steve, yeah. by the way. You got good guys there to show you all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! It's great having those two as as our teachers. It's you want to build something, you want to learn about something, anything car related. Between those two, they have the knowledge that you will need. Yeah, because see, I grew up in Jamestown, uh, not far from okay. you. And I had some friends that did go to Alfred back in the the ancient days when we we had blackboards and quills. 
uh, but an advocate, still an advocate, advocate, yeah, an advocate, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let me talk a little bit about the X Cup. I've been involved. Uh, I've been with involved with the Cokers for years and years and years and years, and and uh, know Casey and her husband, and he won the X Cup and all this. Let's talk a little bit about the X Cup. What is the what is the X Cup? part of the great race and what is the great race maybe you can fill us in on what the grace is great race is and what the x cup portion of it is absolutely um the great race is a timed uh a timed rally event um where you get a set of instructions in the morning 30 minutes before your uh departure time um the event is totally based off of like i said time and um being exact with your speeds that they give you um, it's each vehicle starts one minute separate apart, um, and uh, like I was saying, um, it's not about speed whatsoever. So you know, if you you think you're blowing past people, that you're not necessarily winning at all. Um, there is like about six legs to the race per day. Um, each time you get to the legs, they mark down your time that how long it took you to get there. Uh, each leg of the race is supposed to take a certain amount of time. So say if they give you one hour for this leg of the race, they don't tell you that. But in order to get a perfect score for that race, you can't be more than 30 seconds off of that time. Jeez. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah. How many cars? Uh, how many? Just how many cars? There was, this past year, 126 that started. And after the first day, they were already down to like 111 due to all the breakdowns and everything. So, so what kind of car will you all be... Uh, have you, have you chosen the car yet, I should say? Um, yes, the past two years we have uh, brought our 1953 Dodge Power Wagon, um, which, like I said, is a huge hit at the show. Uh, turns heads, everybody loves it. It is a crowd pleaser. Now, did you um, say it was then, a hook truck? or? Uh, yes, that is the, the tow truck that we have with the custom record on it. I, I, I'm very familiar, as I was telling Steve uh, earlier today, very familiar with Dodge Power Wagons. However... We used them on my or my uncle Adam at his ranch, and uh, mm-hmm. they were dump trucks. And I hate to say what he put in it, and we got to dump. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he put in a lot of it. And but I, the the Dodge Power Wagon, Steve and I were talking about that. What an incredible machine that is! Well, it was I mean, a World it, War Two vehicle yeah, too, and would go yeah. anywhere. Yeah, ambulances were were Dodge Power Wagons. So, so does that go around picking you all up in twenty inches of snow and taking you to class? <laughs> oh, not in that vehicle. It's got no no good heat, so we would all freeze in that thing. Yeah, but uh, original engine. It, um, I'm sorry. What was that? Does it have the original engine? It does. It has the uh, the flathead six cylinder engine in it. Good. Wow. Thank you for not it, putting a Hemi in it. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't make a whole bunch of like horsepower wise, but that thing will pull down a house. Yes, it will. Yeah, it's a lot of torque. Yeah, it sure will. All right, let's go back to the 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 X Cup portion of the Great Race. Tell me about. Tell everybody about the 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 what is the X Cup. And and what your school's relationship? You know, how did you get involved? Just just you know, what what is Alfred's involvement with the X Cup? Why and how and what and all this stuff? Alrighty. Um, well, the X Cup team for the Great Race is a uh, school level team. Um, they are can be anything from high school to college teams. Um, they are 
both um, navigated, and most of the time uh, for most teams, it's driven and navigated by student members. Um, a couple of the high school teams do have instructors as their driver because they're not old enough to drive. Um, the rules are for X-Cup teams, you have to be 21 or older to drive, and you have to be 20 or younger to navigate. Um, so, as you can see, that would throw some issues in there for some teams. Um, but the X-Cup was brought to us by a man named Jeff Mall, who actually is an Alfred State graduate um, from a long time ago. Um, <laughs> a long time ago, come on! <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we, talking about we had you. this Dodge Power Wagon and we were unsure what to do with it, you know, it's a pretty cool vehicle and everything, so uh, between Mr. Ronan and a bunch of other teachers, they thought of this idea of bringing the vehicle into the great race and so you know we brought it the first year we weren't sure if uh, people were going to like it we weren't sure if the event was going to go great but like i said it went so well the first year that they actually invited us back for the second year um and they asked us to host a second team um which we were the first team uh in the history to uh to do two teams for the great race x cup teams that's great. which is which is pretty cool yeah um, but yeah, the X Cup team is very nice because they do uh, through different programs and everything. They do scholarship programs. So last year on the race, um, we had catastrophic failure with our Model A towards the end. So we came in last place for the X Cup team, but we still got about five hundred dollars of scholarship money, which is very helpful for college students. Kyle, how uh, well? Let me back up. We got to take a break. If you'll stick with us, uh, we're going to sure. take take a little break. We'll be back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show right after a few announcements. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for forty five years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby, the first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to America's Web Radio. And we want to thank our 
sponsors as well, Passport Transport and J.C. Taylor Insurance. Uh, they're great guys to work with. Bob Wallace uh, at J.C. Taylor and Mr. Ed Watts at Passport Transport. And if you need either one of them, they are the I, best. I, I if you guess, need insurance or... Yeah, yeah, I guess Mr. Wallace would be quite happy and have a nicer room uh, at Hershey, the uh, because he didn't insure a thirty-eight certain thirty-eight package that's worth twenty million dollars. <laughs> that, that took a swim. <laughs> they went swimming at uh, Hilton Head. I listen. I hope he. Wa- I hope that car, that twenty million dollar car, twenty-five. Twenty-five million. Twenty-five. I think it wasn't, was. Yeah. Wasn't eaten by an alligator. <laughs> yeah. um, Kyle, I want to get back to Alfred State. Uh, you all have quite an alumni uh, with Jeff. Uh, the old Jeff, that was the old school. That's probably uh, when they had to wear their yeah, their freshman cap. We had to go in and light, and shovel the coal to yeah, get the furnace in the morning. Oh, and, man. But anyway, so uh, so let's get back to Alfred State a second. How extensive is your all's restoration program? How do you get the cars? What do you do with them? And what do you do with them after you've restored them? Um, actually, we are currently in the process of starting our restoration program. Um we uh, have a potentially large grant coming through um, if we can offer the correct courses to meet this grant standard. Um, hopefully by uh, next semester, the course will start. It will be just a general like automotive history and like how to do the research um, to look up if you are going to restore a vehicle. It would be just a small, I think, two to three credit hour course um, but that would be enough to get the grant that I was talking about to really start funding the project. Um, so what we would probably do is, because most students can't really afford to restore a full car themselves, we would be looking for some donations, which there's some currently up in the air, uh, of vehicles that would get donated that we would restore for these customers themselves. So uh, the plans being to get into the restoration uh, education, How again, how extensive uh, would it be? Just uh, uh, would it go, obviously, from body, uh, from, from the mechanics to the body to the upholstery to, you know, how, how far in painting and so forth? How, how extensive do you think they want to carry the program? Um, eventually, I do believe, since we already have, like, the pretty renowned auto program, so we have the, the great background for this, um, I do believe eventually they uh, they want to make a whole other program out of it um, tied within the automotive department. Um, so it would be everything from, you know, full restorations from painting to interiors to, you know, the, the engine rebuilds and everything. Um, but like I said, to start off, I believe they're just going to do like a history and then potentially like a minor teardown type class. Okay. It takes a uh, while, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't does. start overnight. How long is, uh, oh, you have Penn College. Have you guys been to Penn College and looked at their program, your, your, your school people? Um, I know some of the, uh, some of our faculty has been in contact with them and everything, uh, talking to them about about everything. In, They've also been in contact with McPherson. McPherson, yeah, that's the biggest. Um, yeah, so we're going to try and work closely with uh, Penn and hopefully McPherson and try and, um, you know, Yeah, I have a lot of contacts with this stuff because I've done been involved in, in, in young people and in the hobby for a long time. And if you want that my contact information is on America's Web Radio, 
Uh, have your guys give me a call, and I can probably steer them into some pretty good people that can give them a heads up on who, what, and where about this kind of stuff if they want to do All this right. program. Yeah, that sounds that sounds wonderful. Hey, Kyle, where do you see yourself in five years after going through this program? Where do you want to go? Um, hopefully, I, I'd like to work for a, a performance shop somewhere. I'm really into street cars more than, like, drag cars and track cars. Um, I really hope to work at a shop where somebody brings me a regular old car and they want to make it go faster, so I'll build them, like, a turbo setup maybe, tune the vehicles. Potentially, you know, just a regular old street tuning shop is what I hope to okay. be in. Okay. okay, well, wait a second. got to ask you on that because the three of us go back and, and uh, know what a carburetor and all these old-fashioned. Yeah. So where do you want to be? Do you want to be into the carburetors or the fuel injection, the electronics? Um, do you want to, you, know, you know, that isn't even mechanics plugging in a computer to find out what... <laughs> That ain't that ain't it. It's uh, <laughs> putting your hand on the fender and find and telling diagnosing what the problem is. Which which route do you want to go? Um, I'm you know I'm I'm really into the old vehicles as well as I am the new. But someday I really hope to be working on very new technology technology advanced vehicles with lots of computers and everything. And I want to learn how to data tune and everything. So I'll need to be very good on a computer. Well, at the rate they're going, they won't need you, Kyle. They're going to be they'll an autonomous car. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll do yeah, themselves. True. They'll automatically pull into their own garage, plug themselves into the wall, and find out what's the matter with themselves and fix it. Well, they won't even oh, have to yeah, plug themselves is, in the wall. Crazy. There'll be a satellite that'll download everything. Yeah, there's a there's a, a and, and getting back to the older cars, there's a a, a lot of opportunities. Uh, in the restoration business, I'm, you know, I'm talking about cars in the 50s and older. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities in all aspects, such as upholstery, uh, mechanical stuff, uh, especially. I'm, I'm trying to work a deal with uh, uh, trying to get you guys a, a whole set of K.R. Wilson uh, tools if you decide to do this wow. program. Uh, yes. But that's that's where the that's where the the uh, the you'll always have a job if you I know the guys from Penn College and the guys from McPherson and their four year programs uh, they're hired they're all they all have jobs in their their sophomore and junior year they're just waiting for them to graduate and and these guys are knocking down some pretty serious bucks because it's getting harder and harder and harder to find people as the 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 us old guys are are going to the great garage in the sky, if you will. <laughs> well, and we don't like laying on cold concrete anymore. No, 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 no. Uh, and we fall asleep on a creeper. Yeah. So, but there's a lot to consider. You know, you uh, uh, with this restoration stuff. I think it's a very smart move on Alfred to. Uh, in the SUNY system. See, I went to Oswego after the service because that was the only automotive engineering and technology program that there was in SUNY back in the 60s. All right. Yeah, that's the 1960s. Yeah, no, 1860s. 1860s, yeah. Uh, Myself and Abe and a few of the other guys, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But but anyway, uh, uh, I'm very impressed. I hope you guys get this going because 
from a from a, a just a, a greedy standpoint, this this hobby is in dire need of young people to oh, to get in. And I'm not knocking the tuner cars. I mean, I, I <laughs> the best part about the tuner cars is all the cute young girls that go with them. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm currently sitting in my Mitsubishi as we speak. Oh, we need to get you in a nice Model A or something. Oh, I would love it. Model A's are dream vehicles. Yeah. They're they're beautiful. They turn heads for sure. Are you yeah. Are you living in Buffalo? Or are you from Buffalo? Um, yes, I am oh. from Buffalo. Um, I come home on most weekends uh, from yeah. Alfred just to work uh, Saturdays, some Sundays, and everything. Do you um, uh, I, have you been to the Pierce Arrow Museum? Um, I went to it uh, a couple years ago before they they remodeled the whole place. I have right. not been there since we see Mr. It, Sandoro. Though. Yeah. Do you ever go over to see Jim Culligan's cars? Um, he, he, I yeah. know where it is, but I yeah. have not been. He's over got that a way, beautiful no. collection of of fifties and sixties. Yeah, cars. I, be, I bet you guys know the old Hot Rod Club I belong to. You ever hear of the Dirk Cobblers from Jamestown in Western New York? Yep, it sounds familiar. I'm not sure if I know 100% where it is, but I know the name. Yeah, it's been around since the 50s. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It has been. Wow. That's another wow. It, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was when Hot Rod did ma- featured Clubs of the Month. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the Clubs of yeah. the Month that they in the, featured years ago. In the, in the summertime, they wore white T-shirts with their cigarettes rolled we up. We did, and the, actually. And then they did. Uh, they in did. the wintertime, they had their black leather jackets. That, uh, and engineer boots. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Well, that, you know, that's what I did. I still have my jacket, you know, from the ancient Probably. days. I do. I do. I think you ought to wear it in sometime. Well, well I bet it wouldn't fit, would it? Oh, no. It fits, fits fine. Oh. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you still there? Yes. <laughs> we Listen to all his old reminiscing stuff. Yeah. yeah. How old is Jeff? 93. <laughs> uh well, anyway, well, good luck, and I and and maybe David can set up a schedule because I'd like we I I would like to keep. Well, before we before you say goodbye, I want to find out how many kids are involved. How many I don't want to say kids, young young adults are involved in the program, and how many do you anticipate helping? And and who's uh, who's the uh, head person on on uh, the great race within uh, the school? There's probably, in the automotive department, probably a couple thousand students. Um, and between the AACA uh, and us working on the vehicles after school, there's probably about maybe 10, 10 to 15 dedicated people that worked like pretty much every day diligently after school last year to get those vehicles ready and everything. Um, it's, you know, it's not the biggest team in the world. Um, the, the main problem is the funding for it and everything uh funding two teams is very expensive uh we're trying to get another second team together this year but um so we're trying to gather some funding um which actually if i could give a shout out to um tuesday november 29th is the day of giving um it's a countrywide um a countrywide event and alfred state does host a a donated or a donation type website if anybody would like to help us out the website is give.alfredstate.edu, and if you go to that website and you uh, click search teams, you type in Great Race, our team will pop up, and if you would like to help fund us for this next year's Great Race, we would gladly appreciate that. Well, let me ask, is that the only day people can give, or can they give any time <laughs> during the year? Um, 
Nope, they can give any time during the year. The uh, the web crowdfunding page will stay open all the way until we uh, we go on the great race this year. Um, we're just trying to promote it on the day of giving because it's such a big event. I tell you what, I want to make you a deal that I don't think you can refuse. And if you do, uh, Steve will come up and take you to dinner or something. But um, I want you to call back in next week. And, and like I said, I'll call you after the show. But I, I want you to be thinking about this. And next week, call back in and come up with a 15, 20-second uh, uh, commercial about, or not commercial, but PSA about donating to Alfred uh, State and uh, the great race, whatever you want to say, and uh, we'll start running that during the shows that we do. Uh, awesome. You know, and uh, and what we'll do you want? Guys. And what do you want, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would yeah. be huge. That would be a great, I mean, if you want cars, uh, parts, you know. Money. Absolutely. Yeah. Let us yeah, know. and um, I, I definitely should hopefully know some more information, too, because um, we, uh, we are having another meeting after Thanksgiving break and everything um, <clears throat> with uh, Mr. Ronan and our teachers. We haven't decided fully on what we're going to do with the power wagon yet. We're thinking about boosting its power because it has some trouble with hills. So, you know, any money that we get funded would definitely go towards a good cause. Well, Kyle, we certainly appreciate uh, you being on today. And uh, <laughs> I think uh, this is going to be the start of a, a good friendship. And we certainly support what Alfred State's doing. Uh, we support the young folks that are interested in the classic car and in the car business in general and hobby. And um, thank you for being on today. Yeah. yeah. Thank Thanks, you very Kyle. much, gentlemen. I appreciate yeah. the opportunity. Thanks, Kyle. Bye. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. We'll be back right after this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. And uh, off off mic, we were talking about Kyle uh, Kyle Hayes from Alfred State University. 
Uh, what a what a, a good young man. Yes. And yes. Uh, you know, in my opinion, our idiot mainstream media, whatever that is, should be touting young people like him and those that are interested in heaven forbid getting their hands dirty. Well, or a job and job, a job yeah. work and an education. Yeah, I, I I think I should go back to college and study Ethiopian place settings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the other thing you'd probably like is is women's history. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sensitive. Yeah, from oh, shit, uh, yeah, from natural <laughs> or National Geographic. Yeah, I, I, you owe us a couple uh, of stories. Okay. A couple things on the on the reliability tour. We were in Hilton Head. And we were going over the concourse, and a, and, and this is sort of a warning to for people. Um, a lady came by, one of the people on the tour, and says, "Hey, you know, you have a bolt sticking out of your rear hub." And I said, "What?" I'd looked and I paid no attention. It's my fault, my neglect. I just had these wheels rebuilt, and I'm not going to mention the guy's name because I don't want to get any kind of contest with him. He forgot to tighten up the nuts on the hub bolts. So on one rear, two of the bolts had fallen out and one was loose. Whoa. So we had, uh, fortunately, there's a guy, uh, Morris Cameron, who is one of the top Model T guys in the country, had all this stuff. We, We very quickly pulled the wheels out, tightened them all back up, peened them over, and and checked the fronts. They were loose. Everything was loose. I made the assumption that when they were rebuilt, that the rebuilder had tightened and peened everything up. So I don't know if he forgot and didn't do it because he normally does it, or it was my fault for not checking the tightness of these things. And, and Your fault. Huh? Your fault. It, it could very well be. And and uh, uh, so the point is, when you get stuff done by people, don't assume anything. Uh, if I wouldn't have tightened those up on that tour, one of the rear wheels, the spokes would have just shattered, and we could have been hurt. The car could have been had a lot of damage, or we could have even been killed. Wow. Uh, so... Thanks to Morris and a few of the other guys. Uh, he had what they call a, a Model T storage jack. I never knew this thing. You put it under the axle and you pull it once down and it picks the car. So when people would store their cars in the winter, the wheels wouldn't be on the ground. Right. They it's just flat. one thing flat. and boom, yeah. you know, no pumping. No, it was really pretty cool. So we did take those. I've ordered new nut. I've got them from JC, uh, from McMaster Car, and they're coming. Good. Well, anyway, now the fun part. Uh, we did all of this stuff, and on Thursday night, we went to Savannah Theater, which is the oldest theater <coughs> in Savannah and one of the oldest continuous ones in the United States, still operating. <coughs> and they have a, a uh, uh, several different shows, and we went to what was called Savannah Live, which was a musical show of... of uh, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, opera, and Broadway. The young, young, young cast, of course, and, and it was pretty amazing. So they started all their stuff. And when I got there, uh, as I was the liaison, the lady running it says, Oh, we've got reserved seats for you in the front. You and the president of AACA and the president of Horses Carriage. So, okay, fine. 
So I'm sitting at the end, and they get to the 60s, and these two cute little young blonde girls were saying, we're looking for a hippie from the 60s. <laughs> so they came down and walked past me, uh-huh. and then they came back and said, you look like you were a hippie. <laughs> so they said, take your jacket off and come on up on stage. Well, anyway, I got up on stage, and I and they gave me a, a, a microphone, and they put a Sonny and Cher hairy vest on uh, love beads and a long wig oh man and I hope you have a photo of that I, well there was and there were videos and there's all oh, kinds of crap on the internet oh here. it's really weird you didn't embarrass America no of course no no but they asked they, they, they asked me if I could get a dress like that before the <laughs> song started and they said, yes, but you don't have time to put it on. We have to start our show. And then they said, well, what do you do? And I told them, well, I'm retired, but I'm now a senior citizen sex symbol. <laughs> and, and and then I, I told them, they asked them if I could moon the audience. And they said, absolutely not. Keep your damn pants on. So we started. Have you noticed that he's always wanting to moon so I, uh, Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Anyway, so so uh, uh, we did a couple, three songs. And I was I was veeing everybody yeah. and singing and dancing and, and, and butt bumping and all of this stuff. So it's all over the internet. And they told me, and they said, well, you're such a horrible dancer that, that before you go on Dancing with the Stars next, you, you, you need to take some lessons. And I told them, I'm not doing Dancing with the Stars. I'm doing Dancing with the Moons. But, but uh, Radio City called and wanted me to come oh. up and audition for the Rockettes Christmas really? show. Yeah, because I was such a high kicker, oh, stepper. Oh, my gosh. So oh, it's God. all, and I've been just getting calls and emails. Is it getting people, deep in here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, it was fun though. It yeah. really was fun. I laughed. So people were just giving me the hardest time about about getting. And I had no idea this was coming. I had absolutely no idea. I think no you were set up. On I this was year. set up by the people on the tour and the people yeah. on the show. Yep. Yep. And and the girls, the two little cute little blonde girls, said, you know, we've done this a few times before, and they said, you were the most fun we've had because you really got in there and acted like a complete jackass. So, <laughs> and then there was a, some junior high school girls, uh, well, not junior, middle school, uh, up on the balcony, a whole couple of classrooms. I walked out, and we were walking back to the hotel, and they goes, oh, my God, there's Steve. And they all start being me and singing and stuff. So we had a good time. I mean, it was oh, it was. Great. And I was just so embarrassed to do that. Oh, I'm uh-huh. sure you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's my, my reliability tours story. And that's it's, great. It's what, on the face. What did you do with your walker while you were yeah. doing all that stuff? <laughs> huh? Well, I just, you know, I stood in one place, but I made sure I, I had my little can with just in case, <laughs> yeah. and the screen was there. Good. But uh, no, it was really funny. Uh, it w- and, uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, outside of that, tell us the moral of that story. Old yeah. people can have fun too. Yeah, yeah. And Old we got to ask him about his Maxwell because we got to get have that. I've started. I, we're starting on it. Uh, that's coming along. Uh, I've I've started to do, and I had another little issue with the Model T, which was interesting. The I had a. a, a 
posted on the internet and and on Model T thing, and it was not running well. It kept following the two front spark plugs, and the back ones looked new, and I couldn't figure out what the hell the problem was. And several people responded right away. You have a bad intake gasket on the back, mm-hmm. and the front one is drawing all the gas, and the rear one is just getting enough to barely run. Wow. So I've ordered new gaskets and stuff for that, so we're... Good. You know, every time you do one of these tours, you find stuff. But there were some gorgeous cars. I My favorite, there was a couple of big Stevens cars on this tour. One was just a light blue one and then Mr. Taylor's. And then there was an Abbott Detroit Roadster. Oh. That was oh. just drop-dead gorgeous. That's it, rare. The seat was probably, seat cushion was probably chest high. Yeah. What a huge car and just beautiful. So there, I mean, when you go on these tours and, and wherever brass car tour goes, they're the they're the stars of the antique car hobby. I don't. You can have Duesenbergs and all this stuff, but you get a couple of big brass cars roll in, and they become the star of the show. They they really do because they're they're you know first is always best. I can hardly wait to see the Horseless Carriage magazine because it sounds like this tour will have a good coverage there. Uh, no, he no. didn't. Uh, none of the editors came, which oh, was no. kind of disappointing. Oh no! Uh, they didn't come. Uh, but but well, Brenda's, uh, Brenda Brenda will do a book. Okay, but, uh, uh, excellent. Yeah, it, it was it was a, a very good tour. We had about 150 people total, and about 60 some cars. I, this is not a question to necessarily ask on the air, but since you're talking about it. Does Brenda do that stuff digitally? Digitally? I don't know. I, she does a camera. I don't know. Uh, what I'm asking is, uh, if she could download some of them that we could put up on the website, sure. and wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't. You'd have to call her and tell me what, or tell write down what to do. I do not know that stuff. I have no idea what to do with that stuff. Yeah, well, it's all eclectically done. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do it. I don't uh, know. I don't. I, I can does. finally post a picture. I take one picture and put it on one of those little th- things, yeah. chips. Yeah, and yeah. stick it into the computer, and it and it says, and it comes up on the desktop. And then when I send an email, I can. It, it says attachment, and I can do that. That's the end of it. How okay. old is he? <clears throat> Way old. That's way, why way I can't old. do it. Well, you, you're talking about chronologically. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, you know, it's like I, the Facebook and that other stuff. I don't do I don't do that either. Twiddles. Well, I tell you what. I know that Jim has the answer to this. Uh, it's that time again. Put the plug in the jug. Put the plug <laughs> in the jug. We got to get out of here. We want to thank Kyle Hayes one more time for being on. I think he's a quality young man. And um, I know some people marching around like idiots. Kyle should be an example for him of what they should be doing. Anyway, we appreciate Kyle being on. He's going to be on some more, I'm sure. We loves Bomber. We uh, loves Bomber. We We loves Bomber. We we thank you for listening to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.